Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Longest Shortest Time is brought to you by Invitae. Your genes can tell you if you're 12% French or 6% Italian. They can also tell you a lot about your future health. When you take an Invitae genetic test, they search for meaningful health information, like whether you're at an increased risk for inherited cancer or heart disease. Based on your results, you may be able to take steps to potentially lower that risk. Learn more by visiting Invitae.com. That's I-N-V-I-T-A-E dot com. About 10 years ago, um, my brother and I went to go visit an old babysitter of ours, um, this woman, Angie, who we kept in touch with over the years. And she was pregnant with her second child, and we were going to be spending the night. So we went to the video store with her and her husband to pick something out to watch that night. And I just remember like walking up and down the aisles for the longest time, trying to find something that we could all agree on. And um we just kept coming around to one movie. We kept coming around to Boys Don't Cry. And Angie would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been wanting to see that. And then she'd be like, no, no, no. I, I But I can't. I can't. I'm pregnant. And, and and so what we wound up doing was just getting this like stupid comedy that nobody really wanted to watch. And we just all like watched it and nobody laughed. And And I just remember thinking like, like, what was the problem? You know, why why couldn't we get Boys Don't Cry? Um, you know, like, I know you. I, I've known you my whole life. I know you would have probably liked that movie. And, um, you know, I just, I just didn't get it. Like, why would having a baby grow in your belly, like, I don't know, like change your taste so much? And then I got pregnant. And, you know, the truth is that, now, I don't think I could watch Boys Don't Cry. I, I don't know if I ever could watch it again. Like, um, you know, I don't know if it's if like I'm, I'm seeing the world now through like the eyes of a protector. And, and so like I feel things a lot more strongly um, or if it really is just hormones or what. Like, I, I don't know. All I know is, you know, I've been changed and I will probably be changed forever. Um, and, you know, not in just the big ways that, that you expect somebody to change when they have a kid, um, but also in like these smaller ways, like um, I'm late all the time. I have no memory. I, I can't remember things unless I write them down. Um, one example, uh, last night I took a shower with the express purpose of shaving um, because I hadn't shaved in a long time. And um was going to be taking my daughter to the pool in the morning um, and was going to be wearing a bathing suit. So I took my shower and got out and realized I hadn't shaved. Um, and, you know, these are like all pretty typical new mom changes. But today we're going to hear from someone who, um, when she became a mom, 
was changed in this way that's really surprising. Um, she started doing something that she used to find morally reprehensible. It's something that she decided um, went against her code of ethics when she was 10 years old. And, and she started doing this thing. And what she found was she liked it. This is the sixth episode of the Longest Shortest Time podcast. I'm Hillary Frank, um, and I, I met Karina Lynch a few months ago. We both moved to the town that we live in around the same time over the summer. And her son Maxwell is, is seven months old now, and um, Maxwell was born a few weeks early. And you know, he he was a screamer. He he screamed a lot. Uh, it always kind of sounded like. He was in pain, though. It was, it was like not your typical, just like I'm hungry cry. It was like a pain cry. And, and kind of early on, Karina and her husband, John, noticed that Maxwell's belly button was, was kind of sticking out and started growing and growing. So, so I, I sat down with Karina to talk about this in her living room recently. Um, Maxwell was there. You'll, you'll, you'll hear him in the background. Hello, Maxwell. So, so anyway, the belly button was growing and growing um, until it became as big as a plum. And um, you could, like, see it sticking out through his clothes. It looked absolutely freaky. So, of course, um, Karina and John took Max to the pediatrician in a panic. And she said that this plum-shaped thing sticking out of his belly button was um, an umbilical hernia. And it, you know, it wasn't a big deal. It didn't hurt him. It would go away. Um... But she said that he was probably getting it because he had a lot of gas and, and he was straining really hard. We called him Little Bear because he didn't make the baby sounds you're hearing now. He literally was like, mm, 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 all the time. And uh, the doctor said that it was possible that it was something in my breast milk that was bothering him. And I started reading that um, it can be really hard for babies to process cow's milk and that women that eliminate it from their diets often find that they have less colicky babies. And so apparently the way to set out about it is to start charting out um, what makes them fussy and what doesn't make them fussy. And so I was literally writing down like everything that I ate and every reaction that he might possibly have. And so we went away during this experiment. We went out to a lake house with um, John's aunt and uncle. And this was our first trip anywhere with Maxwell. And I told myself, like, once we get there, I'll go to a grocery store and get stuff. And just didn't happen. It was too remote where we were. So I wound up that weekend making myself a lot of peanut butter sandwiches. There was like a shrimp platter. And um, oh, I had an egg omelet. And that was by far and away the most miserable Max has ever been. He's up all night long crying. And um, we were staying in this lake house, so everybody else is staying nearby. And so I was breaking out into sweats. And, and, and like when you're in a situation like that with all those people and your baby's crying, um, I think like it can feel like a reflection on you, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was, um, you know, all people that I love and I'm very comfortable with, but it's kind of one of those things where people are asking you like, oh, what did mommy eat? And so when they say, what did mommy eat? You know, your heart just goes like, because you feel so responsible. And I kind of overdone it. I felt like uh, maybe like things like peanuts and chillfish and eggs. So immediately when we got back from there, I cut all of those things out. 
I also uh, read that soy can be um, a very uh, bothersome to a lot of babies. And then I read these horrific studies about soy and estrogen in boys and like causing them to develop breasts and things like that if you over consume it. So I was like, oh, my God, I don't want that to happen. Um, and I also became paranoid about like the gassier foods like broccoli and beans and things like that. So it felt like I was eating, you know, like brown rice and, you know, a few vegetables and a few types of fruit and oatmeal. And I would literally like walk into the kitchen, open the refrigerator and then shut it, and walk back and just, you know, decide to be hungry rather than make something because it was such a frustrating experience. Then all of a sudden it was like, I, I'm not getting enough protein. I, it, you feel really, really tired when you're nursing all the time anyway. So it might have been, that might have been make, making me feel really lethargic, but I just felt so exhausted and drained and depleted. And it was like, I got to get some protein and, and energy in me. And, um, and I'd been a vegetarian since I was 10 and I'm 32. So I basically was like, well, crap. I have to start eating chicken. Um, it was like a huge shift. How did, how did you decide to become a vegetarian when you were 10? Um, I grew up on a farm and we actually raised our own beef cattle on the farm. We had um, white charlet cows, which are a very sweet, docile breed of cow. And um, one of them actually had twins and animals often reject twins. And so we were raising and hand bottle feeding these twins in our barn. And I remember walking down there one day after school, literally like eating a hamburger. And, and it just hit me that I was like eating these cows that I was hand raising. And it just, it, it just kind of was like a ton of bricks moment where I was like, wow, I had never thought about that in that way before. And, and so just explain um, why you arrived at Chicken. I thought to myself, like, well, if I had to, I could kill a chicken or I could kill a turkey, but it would be very hard for me to, to eat, like, a cow or a pig or something like that. So that's a taste you haven't had in your mouth since you were a kid. Mm -hmm. There's definitely something savory and satisfying about it. And, I mean, this also coincided. Thanksgiving was coming up and... Um, I had a, a turkey sandwich that I just remember thinking it had like the cranberry stuffing in it and um, it was so insanely delicious and I was just like there's no way this could be recreated with mock meat and I and I tell myself like you know it's for Maxwell it's making sure he's getting all the the vitamins and nutrients he needs but then I wonder like but is, it's delicious by <laughs> doing it just for me and at what point do I stop because I think his stomach is is definitely getting better the older he gets and and did eating it change max's mood at all i i think it did i mean it also like happened right around the time when he was supposed to get naturally more happy so i, I don't know if we'll ever know totally for sure but he definitely um yeah, he's definitely a super happy little guy now so so how far would you go like what would you what would you eat for for maxwell's health i i thought about that like i i definitely if somebody told me that there was something you know magical and endangered sea turtles that would make him feel better like i think i would do it it's so absolutely bizarre that this little person 
kind of makes you change all of your your morals and and feelings with things and you just literally do just about anything for them. <laughs> Karina Lynch works in children's media. She lives in Montclair, New Jersey. Thanks for listening to the Longest Shortest Time podcast. I'm Hillary Frank. Our next episode is um, a very special episode in which I am not the mom, but the baby in the story. I'm going to be talking to my own mom about struggles she had with breastfeeding and um, some pretty standard hospital practices back in the 70s. You will find some of these things shocking, um, or at least I did. So stay tuned for that. And if you would like me to consider your story about a struggle in early parenthood, go to longestshortesttime.com and click contact. I'm standing outside Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. Inside, there are like a trillion objects, and I have to go in there and find ten. So we open a drawer here, and there's Indiana Jones's jacket and Indiana Jones's whip. What is this? Now Prince donated this guitar. <gasps> I'm Asif Manvi, and I am lost at the Smithsonian. Where do I begin? This place is obviously full of fascinating stuff. Fonzie's jacket worn by Henry Winkler on Happy Days. There are 156 million objects in the Smithsonian's collections. Here are Muppets. These aren't just objects. They're pieces of America's self-identity. I'm looking at a, a robe with the name Muhammad Ali. Only 10 episodes, only 10 objects. That's pretty amazing. Lost of the Smithsonian is out now. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today.